the never-ending battle over prehistoric war. Brutish? Quote, Evolutionists say that back in the twilight of life, a beast, name and nature unknown, planted a murderous seed, and that the impulse thus originated in that seed throbs forever in the blood of the brute's descendants. Unquote. William Jennings Bryan Just as Neo-Hobbesian fundamentalists hold that poverty is intrinsic to the eternal human condition, they maintain that war is fundamental to our nature. Author Nicholas Wade, for example, claims that warfare between pre-state societies was incessant, merciless, and conducted with the general purpose often achieved of annihilating the opponent. According to this view, our propensity for organized conflict has roots reaching deep into our biological past, back to distant primate ancestors by way of our foraging forebears. It's always been about making war, supposedly not love. But nobody's very clear what all this incessant war was over. Despite his certainty that foragers' lives were plagued by constant warfare, quote-unquote, Wade acknowledges that, quote, ancestral people lived in small egalitarian societies without property or leaders or differences of rank, unquote. So we are to understand that egalitarian, non-hierarchical, nomadic groups without property were constantly at war? Hunter-gatherer societies possessing so little and thus with so little to lose other than their lives, living in a wide-open planet where nothing like the densely populated, settled societies struggling over dwindling or accumulated resources in more recent historical times. Why would they be? We've no space for a comprehensive response to this aspect of the standard Hubesian narrative, but we've selected three well-known figures associated with it for a closer look at their arguments and data. Evolutionary psychologist Steven Pinker, the revered primatologist Jane Goodall, and the world's most famous living anthropologist Napoleon Chagnon. Professor Pinker, Red in Tooth and Claw Imagine a high-profile expert stands before a distinguished audience and argues that Asians are warlike people. In support of his argument, he presents statistics from seven countries, Argentina, Poland, Ireland, Nigeria, Canada, Italy, and Russia. Wait a minute, you might say. Those aren't even Asian countries except possibly Russia. The expert would be laughed 
off the stage as he should be. In 2007, world-famous Harvard professor and best-selling author Steven Pinker gave a presentation built upon similarly flawed logic at the TED conference in Long Beach, California. Pinker's presentation provides both a concise statement of the Neo-Hobbesian view of the origins of war and an illuminating look at the dubious rhetorical tactics often used to promote this bloodstained vision of our prehistory. The 20-minute talk is available at the TED website. We encourage you to watch at least the first five minutes dealing with prehistory before reading the following discussion. Though Pinker spends less than 10% of his time discussing hunter-gatherers, a social configuration, you'll recall, that represents well over 95% of our time on the planet, he manages to make real mess of things. Three and a half minutes into his talk, Pinker presents a chart based on Lawrence Keeley's War Before Civilization, The Myth of the Peaceful Savage. The chart shows the, quote, the percentage of male deaths due to warfare in a number of foraging or hunting and gathering societies, unquote. He explains that the chart shows that hunter-gatherers, males, were far more likely to die in war than are men living today. But hold on. Take a closer look at that chart. It lists seven hunter-gatherers cultures as representative of prehistoric war-related male death. The seven cultures listed are the Jivaro, two branches of Yanomami, the Mayenga, Dugumdani, Morgin, Huli, and Jebusi. The Javaro and both the Anamami groups are from the Amazon region. The Morgin are from the northern coastal Australia, and the other four are all from the conflict-ridden, densely populated highlands of Papua New Guinea. Are these groups representative of our hunter-gatherer ancestors? Not even close. Only one of the seven societies cited by Pinker, the Moringen, even approaches being an immediate return foraging society, the way Russia is sort of, sort of Asian, if you ignore most of its population and history. The Moringen had been living with missionaries, guns, and aluminum power boats for decades by the time the data Pinker cites were collected in 1975. Not exactly prehistoric conditions. None of the other societies cited by Pinker are immediate return hunter-gatherers like our ancestors were. They cultivate yams, bananas, and sugarcane in village gardens while raising domesticated pigs, llamas, or chickens. Even beyond the fact that these societies are not remotely representative of our nomadic, immediate return hunter-gatherer ancestors. There are still further problems with the data Pinker sites. Among the Yanomami, true levels of warfare are subject to passionate debate among anthropologists, as we'll discuss shortly. The Murungin are not typically even of Australian native cultures, representing 
a bloody exception to the typical Australian Aborigine pattern of little to no intergroup conflict. Nor does Pinker get the Jibusi right. Bruce Noft, the anthropologist whose research Pinker cites in his chart, says the Jibusi's elevated death rates had nothing to do with warfare. In fact, Noft reports that warfare is quote-unquote rare among the Jibusi, writing, Disputes over territory or resources are extremely infrequent and tend to be easily resolved. Despite all this, Pinker stood before his audience and argued with a straight face that his chart depicted a fair estimate of typical hunter-gatherer mortality rates in prehistoric war. This is quite literally unbelievable. But Pinker is not alone in employing such sleight of hand to advance of Hobbes's dark view of human prehistory. In fact, this selective presentation of dubious data is disturbingly common in the literature on human bloodlust. In their book Demonic Males, Richard Wrangham and Dale Peterson admit that war is unusual in nature. Quote, a startling exception to the normal rule for animals. Unquote. But because intergroup violence had been documented in both humans and chimps, they argue a propensity for war must be an ancient human quality, going back to our last common ancestor. We are, they warn, the dazed survivors of a continuous five million year habit of legal, lethal aggression. Ouch. But where are the bonobos? In a book of over 250 pages, the word bonobo appears on only 11 of them and the species is dismissed as offering a less relevant sense of our last common ancestor than the common chimpanzee does. Although many primatologists argue the opposite, but at least they mentioned the bonobo. Chapter 3 